Hey, Benedict. Hey, Daniel. What a week last week, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, broadly, not in Arrow's terms. In Arrow's world, it was pretty uneventful. In the world and the country, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Part of why it was uneventful with Arrow's, I was pretty distracted a few days last week. Yeah. Well, also, you're looking for an apartment, which is always a that too. big project, which always takes much more energy and time. Uh, yeah, Tuesday and Thursday last week, I went to a bunch of showings. So midday, I was like zipping out to get in my car to go drive 20 minutes across town. You know, it was like 45 minutes or so each. Like I'd be in an apartment for five minutes, and then, but it took me 20 minutes to drive there. So That's I did the that. LA lifestyle, baby. Love it. 40 minutes driving, five minutes doing something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to get to an apartment so I don't have to drive anywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was Tuesday and Thursday, and then Wednesday was just the coup. So, you know, it was a, it was a rough mm-hmm. week. So, But I... I, I might have an apartment, so that's the big news. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I gave you a reference. That's Yeah, reference? No, what's it called? Reference? Is that the right word? I mix up reference with... There's some other word that I mix it up with. Referral. I mix up reference and referral. Yeah. Hopefully you said good things because that would reflect... I said horrible things. Morally on you, if not... We have a company, when it, it makes no money. This guy definitely cannot pay rent. Don't take him. And in the, I think I told you this, when it says, like, what's your relation to this person, I put business partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... and when I, since I knew that, like, when they were like, I didn't mention us being friends. No, I, I don't know. I kind of mentioned it. I was you like, uh... anyways. Either way. So I, then I kept less. it professional. Well, thank you. So work-wise, you did API stuff a lot last yeah, week? Yeah, so we left it last week. I actually listened to last week's episode today, which was... I, I got out of the habit of that, but now I'm back in the habit, so that's good. Yeah, the, I guess people don't realize I edit the episodes, so I hear them like 10 times. Yeah. You don't, so before we record every week... I usually listen to it, yeah. <laughs> so then I so then I kind of try to mock up a rough outline of what we'll talk about so that it'll make hopefully sense if someone listens to them in succession... Okay, so last week talked about my two things were API conversations and getting tooling updated. Uh, so the API conversations, it was interesting. We had, I emailed a bunch of our users and I have now one meeting scheduled for this week on Thursday and one on Friday. And Which was had, basically your goal, right? To get yeah, at least one. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And But then there was also one of the meetings came out of a email conversation. So there was some discussion that happened in email about the API stuff. And it was kind of interesting, or I was surprised, or not surprised, but I think one of the folks we emailed where I was expecting a bit more enthusiasm about an API broadly, they honed in pretty hard on just the Salesforce part of it, I think, mm-hmm. and seeing the or thinking about it more in terms of how can they do a bunch of stuff in salesforce off of arrows data and so i think it'll be interesting to hear more on friday uh when i talk to them to see i think part of that is from talking to Mm -hmm. them getting a little pie in the sky too quickly so i think you started to do this a little bit in email but you'll have to maybe like you'll just have to ground them a little bit about like how yeah. we're thinking about, I mean, try to talk, talk to them about what they want, but I would say like halfway through be like, okay, let's pull back and be like, this is where we're starting. Is right. this useful? And I think how would you use that? The first, one of the things I wanted to ask that I don't think I did was what is the first thing you would do given an API or Salesforce integration? Like what's the first little piece yeah. that you would actually do to try to make your life better? 
Yeah, if you could do it right now, one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, the cool thing about them is that if we get the Salesforce stuff working and the automation kind of like talking to arrows sort of stuff there working, they have two other sister companies that are part of the same umbrella group that are interested in arrows, but are so heavily integrated into Salesforce that they wouldn't use us until we had that. Mm, so yeah. I think he'll be able yeah, to because give it's, you a little bit of info about what they want. Yeah, because the crazy thing about Salesforce is that it's kind of its own, or my impression of it is that it's kind of its own hashtag no-code platform <laughs> to yeah. a large degree where it's kind of almost an Excel-level thing where there's all of these not strictly self-identifying as programmer people doing a lot of customization, hooking things up, customizing UI, mm-hmm. doing automated workflows. And I mean, there's, whole there's so much around it. Yeah, totally. And there's so much you can do that part of what I'm curious about, and hopefully I'll find out more when I talk to them is, is there a way that we can hook into that stuff you know, thinking of Salesforce more broadly as like, okay, people can actually do a bunch of automation on Salesforce alone, not necessarily even needing a Zapier or something like that. It's just like Salesforce is where people are customizing this stuff. Oh, that's a good, that's a good question or a good point. They, to piggyback on, before we start recording, we were talking about a, one of our early access, very early pre-ordered customers, and they just hired a new VP of success who started last week. So he didn't really know much about arrows at all. And he and I had a call just giving him the lay of the land of where we're planning to take arrows in the future and trying to get him bought in the idea of investing in us further. We've heard this a lot in the past that a lot of churn comes from new leaders coming into teams and basically wanting to sign up for the tools that they know and get rid of the ones that were there. And that seemed pretty apt for this guy. He doesn't necessarily want to get rid of us, but he wants to simplify the tools that like they use Basecamp a lot. And he's like, I don't, I don't get why we're using Basecamp for this. And mm-hmm. one thing that he mentioned though is like, if someday we'll we don't have money now, but you know someday we'll build out like a whole Salesforce team and do all this stuff. So like, people are already in that mindset of yeah, we're just gonna have people or contractors or consultants that help us like go crazy on our Salesforce workflows. So as much as we mm-hmm. can be a part of that, it seems like it'll be be helpful for us. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the most. Well, that's definitely something that I feel like maybe I underestimate is just how much Salesforce is the operating system for a lot of these businesses and how, yeah, how it is the thing that drives everything at a lot of companies. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's almost like when we imagine arrows in the future, there's the opportunity to go adjacent to other sort of tools adjacent to onboarding or the stuff we're doing, but you almost wonder if it's worth going more deep onto like Salesforce specific stuff just because there's so much opportunity there and yeah. and like clear challenges. But a lot of the app exchange products are so outdated and old and ugly that there's probably yeah, a lot to I be mean, done there. We have a competitor who is purely a Salesforce integration. Oh yeah, I forgot about them. They have like 20 employees or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think they have like well, two the website, employees or something. Yeah, there was like, oh, here's an office and at least... Yeah, 30 very good-looking people. <laughs> Either way, so that's cool. You've got that yeah. nailed down. And then the other thing that I worked on was updating the tooling, as I mentioned. So got Rails to 6.1, got Stimulus.js to 2.0, got Tailwind CSS to 2.0. So Nobody cares about that's... this part. Well, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> it's, it's worth a 30-second shout-out 
for keeping people posted with what we're up to. No, no, I'm just kidding. It was Justin. Justin, I'll care about that part. And then you last week, the thing that we talked about on your end was a lot of the website stuff, as you mentioned, didn't get as far as hope, but, um, yeah, just a lot of stuff in the way really just have getting, not being in my own place yet, looking for apartments, the world, but Mm -hmm. really just been in, in Figma writing copy, trying to write copy in Figma is like a, a nice whiteboard style. I can move text around and play with things and layouts and stuff. I'm trying to pull out of, keep myself away from the aesthetics of it all, but just focus on using it as like a malleable board so I can like almost like post-it notes or something. So I've been doing that, just getting a framework for the reference of or the moment that somebody's, like the mindset somebody's in as they're coming to arrows and making sure that we, we hit those notes that they need to understand as they start to evaluate it. One of the challenges that we were talking about is the fact that a lot of people haven't really, they've been signing up, but they drop off. They just stop when we ask for a credit card because we don't have a trial or anything. And we require a credit card. You have to choose a plan. But we need to make sure we capture the people who are like interested in trying a tool right now because they have the anxiety of an onboarding for a customer like later today or tomorrow. And they just are like, they know there must be a better way than their spreadsheet or Trello board. And if we can capture them at that moment where they're ready to try it, and they'll put down 40 bucks or 100 bucks to try it, making sure that we actually make them feel comfortable, like they understand it, and that the investment will be worth it to at least try it with one customer. So that trying to make sure I'm getting the copy to a point where hopefully it does that. And even though it didn't get the website done last week, like I said, it was a goal. It does feel like we're, we're close on it. And then I should be able to piece it together in the next couple of days pretty quickly. And then move on to the videos and things like that that we need to do to kind of get the the full scope of pitching the product out there. Is there anything that we want to set as something we're trying to do for next week? Or yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I think actually I'm I haven't still... thought about that too much on my end. Yeah, I was about to say, do you have one? For me, I still want to nail down the site. Like that should definitely have that done by next week, and then hopefully, maybe I doubt I'll have the video recorded, but at least maybe like the script, the beats I want to hit for the homepage demo video, like. What do we want to nail in three minutes or four minutes about this? If I can get that recording, it isn't too stressful to me. It's just the making sure I hit the things I want to hit in that. Yeah. For me, I think really having those API conversations slash Salesforce conversations towards the end of the week and really trying to synthesize that into a thing that we can do something that we can build, something concrete, some first step that we can take towards reaching this stuff, whether that is building out more endpoints, whether that is going deeper into the Salesforce aspect of things. So on that end, kind of, I think by next week, I'd like to have a really kind of concrete formulation of what the first step towards that stuff looks like. And then on the code side, I'd like to, so we talked about upgrading that stuff to get access to a new way of loading code things. And so we still have one of our users occasionally running into slow load times. So really trying to hopefully, I think in the ideal case, have that fixed by next week. And in the unideal case, at least have a very clear understanding of why the hotwire approach might be a bigger investment than we're willing to make into that stuff right now. Mm -hmm. And having a 
idea for how to approach it differently. So yeah, like that's that's my goal. Like what our investment would actually need to be, even if we don't make right. it this week. Right. Yeah. So I think balancing those two and pushing them both forward would be uh, ideal. No, that sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, so that seems to be the the progress this week. Is there anything else we want to hit on? We're we're getting close on time, so I feel like any other nope. topic's going to be big. Yeah. Uh, there's still people playing uh, pickleball near my house, and it's really cold. I was thinking about that again today. People are crazy. They love they love pickleball. Yeah, they go crazy for it. And for context, it was like 20 degrees today. And like, yeah, like snow on the I ground? go, yeah, we have lots of snow on the ground. Yeah, Heated and then I walked past. Course. I was listening to the podcast, and I went on a walk to listen to last week's episode, and I walked past them. And yeah, there they were, just chilling outside in the snow, and just wrapped up a game of pickleball. We just need Arrow's customers to be as fervent about our product as they are about pickleball in your neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. Talk to you next week. Yep. See you next week.